العلم أشراف مطلب وطالبه لله أكرام من يمشي على قادم العلم نور مبين يستضيء به أهل السعادات والجهال في الظلم الإمام البخاري's father إسماعيل we're going to see more about him but he took knowledge as well and he was a scholar himself Imam al-Bukhari's father look what Imam al-Bukhari said about his father he said Sami'a Abi my father had Bukhari saying this min Malik ibn Anas my father took knowledge from Malik ibn Anas Ismail was a student of who? Imam Malik this another fa'idah that we take from this is that as a father you always need to remember or a mother that you need to set example for your child you need to set what? an example Qudwa. How do you do that? You seek knowledge first. فَاقِدُ شَيْءٍ لَا يُعْطِيهِ One who doesn't have cannot give. So Bukhari rahimahullah embarked on seeking knowledge. His father sorry, embarked on seeking knowledge. So who did Imam Bukhari say my father heard from? Malik ibn Anas. Not only that. وَرَأَى حَمَادَ بْنَ زَيْدٍ وَقَدْ صَافَحَ إِبْنَ الْمُبَارَكِ بِكِلْتَ يَدِهِ الْإِمَامُ Al-Bukhari said, my father took from Malik ibn Anasin, Imam Malik, and he also saw, my father, Ismail, saw Hamad ibn Zayd give salam to Abdullah ibn Mubarak with two hands. Hamad ibn Zayd is an imam, and Abdullah ibn Mubarak is another imam. My father was present at a time when Hamad ibn Zayd took both of his hands and he placed it in the what? He didn't do it with one hand, he did it with what? Two hands. And shook the hand of who? Abdullah Mubarak. Meaning, Hamad ibn Zayd was honoring and respecting who? Abdullah Mubarak. The reason why he mentioned this incident is that my, my father was in the presence of who? The people of knowledge. My father was in that gathering. He saw this happen. For then it's something big. You might think to yourself, what's so big to mention about Two people's handshaking. Like in you don't really understand who Hamad ibn Zayd was and who? Abdullah ibn Barak is. For him it's fakhr. It's virtuous. He would have wished to meet these people because his chain to the Prophet would have been what? Shorter and we'll speak about that later. And Imam al-Bukhari, he grew up loving knowledge. Like from a young age, he grew up loving knowledge. Let us hear the story that was mentioned by his own Warraq. Warraq was his transcriber. And Imam Bukhari had a what? A transcriber, a guy, a man who transcribed for him. His name is Muhammad ibn Abi Hatim. Muhammad ibn? Muhammad ibn Abi Hatim. Not the Abu Hatim that we know. It's another Abu Hatim. He was the Warraq, the transcriber of Imam Bukhari. He said, قُلْتُ لِأَبِي عَبْدِ اللَّهِ I said one day to Imam Bukhari, because that's the kunya of Imam Bukhari, Abi Abdullah. I said to him, How did your affairs start? Everything has a starting, right? Now he's an imam, he's a big imam, Bukhari. But where did it all start from? Now this is something that concerns us all, right? Because a lot of the times when we study Imam's biography, we always hear the glory days. And when they became mountains and scholars. But where did it all start from? Are you with me, brothers? This is beneficial. He said, كَيْفَ كَانَ بَدُوا أَمْرِكَ فِي طَلَبِ الْحَدِيثِ How was your beginning when you went to seek hadith? 
He said, "Qala ulhim tuhifz al-hadith wa ana fi al-kutabi." I was it was placed in me by Allah Azza wa Jalla the love of memorizing hadith when I was in kutab. Kutab is what we would call a uh, reception. It's, it's between going to it's it's young. It's four, five, six, five, six years old. The child is. It's a place where the person learns how to write and how to read. Huh? And people, kids learn that at what age? He's saying at that age, I love to memorize hadith. I love memorizing hadith. That's what was placed in my heart, the love for it. So he said, I said to him, وَكَمْ أَتَى عَلَيْكَ إِدَّاكَ How old were you that time? He said, فَقَالَ عَشْرَ سِنِينَ I was 10. Or أَقَلْ Or I was less than that. And some of the other hadith narrations mentioned he was younger than 10. ثُمَّ خَرَجْتُ مِنَ الْكُتَّابِ بَعْدَ الْعَشْرَ After 10 years, after 10, I left that place. فَجَعَلْتُ أَخْتَلِفُ إِلَى الدَّاخِلِي I kept going back to الدَّاخِلِي I tried to look for who this person Dakhili was and I came across a statement of Hafiz ibn Hajjan in his kitab al-Taghliq al-Ta'liq He said الدَّاخِلِيُّ الْمَذْكُورُ لَمْ أَقِفْ عَلَى اسْمِهِ وَلَمْ يَذْكُرْ إِبْنُ السَّمَّاعِ وَلَرُّ الشَّيْطِيُّ and two great scholars, he mentioned that normally speak about those kind of names. If you want to find a person's name and their biography and you want to see this person, you generally go to the Kitab Al-Ansab by Imam Sam'ani or Ar-Rushayti Rahimahullah and you generally find it. But half of the Hajar said even they didn't mention it. So it could be possible that this name Al-Dakhiliyah is a city in Naysabur, as half of the Hajar said. Al-Akulihal, he said, I kept going to Al-Dakhili. I kept going to this place, this city in Dakhili. وَغَيْرِهَا أَرْضِنِتْ فَقَالَ يَوْمًا فِي مَا كَانَ يَقْرَأُ لِلنَّاسِ And one day, the Imam and the Shaykh in this place, at Dakhili, or an Imam, whoever it may be, whichever view that we take, he was reading one day from a hadith. And Bukhari is sitting there. فَقَالَ He said, سُفْيَانٌ عَنْ أَبِي الزُّبَيْذِ عن إبراهيم يعني إبراهيم النخعي فقلت أيستهم وخالد ستين أيستهم يا أبا فلان شيخ سو سو إن أبا زبير لم يروي عن إبراهيم أبي زبير did not narrate from إبراهيم فانتهرني then he said to me be quiet young boy who do you think you are be quiet فقلت أيستهم ارجع إلى الأصل go back to your original copy because the scholars of hadith they always had an original copy at home, even though they memorized it. There's an original copy they go back to. In order to revise, they're going to revise. He said, go back to your asal and verify what I'm saying. In kana indak, if you have the original. فَدَخَلَ وَنَظَرَ فِيهِ He went, he looked into it, he came out. ثُمَّ رَجَعَ فَقَالَ Then he said to him, كَيْفَ هُوَ يَا غُلَامِ Repeat what you told me. He said, Al-Zubayr ibn Adi which is what the Sheikh said because the Sheikh said Sufyan an Abi Zubayr an Ibrahim al-Nakha'i he said Abu Zubayr yani Abu Zubayr al-Makki is wrong get rid of him who is it? the correct person is Al-Zubayr ibn Adi not Abi Zubayr correct that he said the Abi that you're putting in there is wrong because Abi Zubayr al-Makki did not meet Ibrahim al-Nakha'i lakin Al-Zubayr ibn Adi met Ibrahim al-Nakha'i when the Sheikh saw that 
فَأَخَذَ الْقَلَمَ He took the pen وَأَصْلَحَ كِتَابَهُ He corrected his original copy فَقَالَ He then said to him صَدَقْتَ You told the truth Because he knows it Because he's حَافِظ فَقَالَ لَهُ بَعْضُ أَصْحَابِهِ When Bukhari told that story The people were listening to it They said how old were you when this happened? He said They said to him كَمْ كُنْتَ إِذْ رَدَدْتَ When you responded to your teacher And you said this to him How old were you this time? He said, I was Ihda Ashara Sana, I was eleven. My age was what? Eleven years when I did that. So that's the upbringing of who? Al Imam Al Bukhari. He carries on. Listen, it's still more fascination. He carries on. He said, Brothers and sisters, I want you to pay attention. This is not a blockbuster movie. This is a real documented tarjama of a great Imam. Sidqan, it's ajaib when you read this man's biography. Look what he said. فَلَمَّا طَعَنْتُ فِي سِتَّةِ عَشَرَ سَنَةِ When I paced through 16. Meaning when I became 16. Look at our 16-year-old kids, right? Yeah, where are they standing? On the corners of the chicken and chip shops. So, look at Imam Bukhari 11 and 16, what he's doing. He said, حَفِظْتُ كُتُبَ بْنَمْ مُبَارَكٍ I memorized all the books of Abdullah al-Mubarak. كتبز, all of these books I memorized it. He's talking about not that hadith. Oh no, that's a different story. He's talking about their views. Their aqwal. Abdullah ibn Mubarak's aqwal, his views, I memorized it when I was 16. And I'd also memorized Waqi' ibn Jarrah al-Ru'asi, all of his views. I swallowed it. I knew their views. And later we're going to go to it, inshallah, in more details, what other books that he read. Uh, he read the Bible, he read the Torah, Bukhari, rahimahullah ta'ala. And he didn't reach 20 years of age. It's so all before 20. ثُمَّ خَرَجْتُ مَعَ أُمِّي After he memorized Waqi' ibn Jarrah al-Ru'asi's kitab. And he memorized Abdullah al-Mubarak's kitab. He said, I went with my mother and my brother Ahmed. إِلَى مَكَّةِ We went to Mecca for the first time. He's 16. They're now going to Mecca. فَلَمَّا حَجَجْتُ رَجَعَ أَخِي When they went to Mecca and they wanted to do Hajj, he said to his mother, mom, and his brother Ahmed, both of you go. Both of you go back to Bukhara. As for me, leave me here in Mecca. 16. He doesn't want to go back with his parents. His mother, and he doesn't want to go back with who? His brother Ahmed. His mother said, I can't, I can't let you... She was sad. He said, Mom, it's my opportunity. This is my, this is my opportunity. Something just came to mind right now, but I feel like it deserves mentioning. And this is the issue of birrul walidain, the obedience of the parents. It's ajib because just the other day, um, Friday in Dubai, we were waiting for Shaykh Abdul Razak Abdul Abbad to come and visit us. So he was meant to come on Friday, Thursday, sorry, Friday and Saturday. And he didn't end up coming. Do you know what prevented him from coming? His mother. He said, my mom did not give me permission to go and do the lecture of Allah. That's the reason why he said I couldn't come to the lecture. And Abdul Razak, he's 68, 67. He's a grandfather. Ma'adhalika, he's what? His mom. He said, I couldn't come because of my mom. Walidhalika, 
he truly is as he is already known as Abdul Razak is already known as Ibn al-Bar the very obedient son to his father and his mother Hafizahullah wa ra'ah so Bukhari said I took permission from what? I took permission from my mother if I can stay finally she said you can stay he said وَتَخَلَّفْتُ بِهَا فِي طَلَبِ الْحَدِيثِ then when my mother left me and my brother Ahmed left me he said I went towards hadith فَلَمَّا طَعَنْتُ فِي ثَمَانِيَ عَشَرَةٍ when I became 18, جَعَلْتُ I then started authoring. I was authoring. In what? في قضايا الصحابة والتابعين. Matters of pertaining to the companions. And issues and views and the biographies of the tabi'een. وَأَقَاوِيلَهُمْ And their opinions. He memorized them all with asaneed. By the way, brothers, everything he says about a sahabi, he has to be in the train for it. Everything he says about a, a tabi'i, he has to be in the train for it. I sat down at the age of 18, he's saying, what was I doing? I was writing qadaya sahabati wa tabi'ina wa aqawilahum and their views and their statements. وَذَلِكَ fi ayami And he carries on saying. This shows us what? The upbringing of who? Al-Imam Al-Bukhari. Another point regarding it. Warraq. Muhammad ibn Abi Hatim and he said سَمَعْتُ الْبُخَارِيَّ يَقُولُ I heard Bukhari one day say كُنْتُ أَخْتَلِفُ إِلَى الْفُقَهَاءِ بِمَرُوا I used to go to the fuqaha, the jurists in Maru Maru I used to go to the fuqaha of this place وَأَنَا صَبِيٌ I was a young boy فَقَالَ لِي مُؤَدِّبٌ مِنْ أَهْلِهَا A man said to me كَمْ كَتَبْتَ الْيَوْمَ He saw me going to the scholars and writing from sitting there and he didn't see Bukhari write nothing or every now and then Bukhari wrote something, he dotted something down. Majority was just listening. So he said to him, Kam How much did you write today? Faqala, he said, Bukhari said, Fakultu ayatain. I just wrote two lines. Everyone laughed at Bukhari. Because they were writing pages. They did not want anything to miss them. But he only wrote two lines from the whole gathering that he was in. And all the time that he was going to the shiyukh. فَقَالَ شَيْخٌ مِّنْهُمْ أَيْ شَيْخٌ from amongst them who knew Bukhari really said to them لَا تَضْحَكُوا Don't laugh. فَلَعَلَّهُ يَضْحَكُوا مِنْكُمْ يَوْمًا One day he will laugh at you all. Another story is Another thing I want to mention this is very important because a lot of people think Bukhari rahimahullah was always like that in terms of his talab and his hifz and his memorization. I came across a qawl that Abi Nasr al-Shirazi mentioned. He said uh, to his chain up to Ahmad ibn Yusuf al-Sulami. Ahmad ibn Yusuf al-Sulami. He said, Ra'aytu Muhammad ibn Ismail. I saw Muhammad ibn Ismail, يعني Bukhari. Fi majlisin. I saw him in a gathering. In whose gathering? The gathering of Malik ibn Ismail. Bukhari was sitting in that gathering. وَهُوَ يَبْكِيَ Bukhari was crying. فَقُلْتُ لَهُ I said to Bukhari, مَا يُمْكِنُ What is making you cry? قَالَ He said, مَا يُمْكِنُنِ أَنْ أَكْتُبَ وَلَا أَضْبِضَ The reason why I'm crying is I can't memorize. And I'm not able to write like other people. The way that everyone is able to write. ثُمَّ جَعَلَ اللَّهُ لَهُ Allah then opened for Muhammad ibn Ismail al-Bukhariyu كَمَا رَأَيْتُمْ The way you see, Allah opened it for him. That day he was crying He's saying, I can't memorize this. Yeah? And he was saying what? 
I can't write down and narrow down these information like everybody else is doing. Bukhari, he said about himself, لَقِيتُ أَكْثَرَ مِنْ أَلْفِ شَيْخٍ I met more than a thousand shaykhs. مِنْ أَهْلِ حِجَازِ وَمَكَّةَ وَالْمَدِينَةَ وَالْبَصْرَةَ وَوَاسِطَ مَكَّةَ مدينة بصرة واسط All of these places. وَبَغْدَادَ وَالشَّامِ بَغْدَادَ أَنْشَامِ وَمِصْرَ Egypt. He traveled all of those with his legs. لَقِيتُهُمْ قَرْنًا بَعْدَ قَرْنٍ I met them generation after generation. وَذَكَرَ أَنَّهُ رَحَلَ إِلَى الشَّامِ He said, I went to Sham as well. وَالْجَزِيرَةَ مَرَّتَيْنِ And I went to Jazeera twice. Jazeera are those scholars who call Jazeera, those, those land. I went there twice. I came to Basra four times. I came to Hijaz six consecutive years. I kept coming. وَلَا أَدْرِي I don't know. كَمْ دَخَلْتُ الْكُوفَةُ وَبَغْدَادِ I don't know how many times I went to Kufa and Baghdad. I can't count it. Khurasan With the people of Khurasan. I don't remember. I can't keep figure of it. But some of this mentioned 14 times he went to Baghdad. And every time he went to Imam Ahmed and he sat with him. And he sat with him and benefited from him. So this is in terms of Imam al-Bukhari's upbringing. Nash'atu, how he grew up. Now we're going to go into what? Shama'iluhu wa fada'iluhu The virtues of this man We're going to go into The virtues of Al-Imam Al-Bukhari Rahimahullahu ta'ala Before I move on Everybody understand what I said? Huh? Who? Ahmed ibn Yusuf al-Sulami No, Nasr Shirazi mentioned the story from, he, from his chain up to the person who told the story. Ahmed ibn Yusuf al-Sulami is the one who he, he mentioned it to the chain to him. Uh, uh. We're going to go to Rahalat. It's one of the points, right? Rahalatu is in our Al-Ilmiya, right? We'll come to that. All the places he traveled to. Let's talk about his Shama'il. And the virtues of this man. The virtue, first of all, before we mention Bukhari's virtue, let's go a bit up. Let, let's look at his father. And this really is going to make us all think and ponder now. As a person today, you need to think. If you're married and you have young children, and if you're not married yet, you need to start thinking of this point, which is the income that you bring home. Don't ever think to yourself that that income you're bringing home is not going to affect your children. It's going to affect our children. You know Abdullah ibn Mubarak, his dad, his father was who? Mubarak al-Hanzali ibn Waddah. Let's look at Abdullah ibn Mubarak's father. Abdullah ibn Mubarak's father Mubarak used to be a, he was a slave. Okay? And the master, went, and he used to work for his master. His master said to him one day, go into the garden and get me the best fruit, the best apple. To who? Abdullah Mubarak's father, Mubarak. Mubarak has been working in that garden for so many years. So Mubarak went into the garden and what he did is he bought an apple and he gave it to the master. The master bit the apple and he said, this is not tasty. I told you get me a juicy apple. And he said, Wallahi, I've been working in your garden. I've never eaten a fruit that fell off a tree. 
I've never eaten from this garden in my entire life. In other words, they used to protect what they ate because you never gave me permission to eat from your garden. Abdullah ibn Mubarak came from a father like that. The Imams, they come from a nestle, a lineage of nobility. People who are halal in their, in their, in their, in their, in their intake. Look at look Bukhari's father, Ismail. Look what he said. Ahmed ibn Hafsin, remember this person, yeah? Ahmed ibn Hafsin, he said, دَخَلْتُ I entered onto Al Ismail, Walidu Abi Abdullah Muhammad ibn Ismail ibn Ibrahim ibn Bardizbat al Jufir. I entered onto Bukhari's father. Okay, I entered onto his father, Ismail. In the Mawtihi when he was dying, Fakala he said, Who from amongst us can say this statement? He said, La a'lamu min mali dirham. I don't know from my wealth dirham. Min haramin that I took from haram. Wala dirham min shubha. Forget haram. I don't even have, I don't know in my wealth a dirham which was doubtful. Forget haram. Dirham min shubha. Ahmed ibn Hafsin, he said, when he said that, I said, Ta'ajabtu min dalik. I was amazed with that. Ahmed ibn Hafsin himself, he himself is a great imam, but he was amazed. That statement coming from him. Bukhari then, he inherited from his father. His father was a man who had good money. He took that money from his father, and what did he use it in? Talab al-ilm. He used it in, he used it for talab al-ilm. So this is a virtue for who? This is a virtue for who? And Imam al-Bukhari, because your father is a person like that, it's an honor for you. It's an honor for him. Some of the virtues of Imam al-Bukhari and his shama'il is, Bukhari was generous. He was known to do infaq and give. And a person who is in talabul ilm, a student of knowledge and whatnot, it's a sifa bariza for you. That what you get, your students, friends, they share with you. Bukhul is not a good characteristic. Our Prophet when he came to the city of Medina, he never told any of the groups, are you all together? Any of the, when the Prophet ﷺ came to Medina, there were different tribes in Medina. Banu Qurayza, Banu Qaynuqa, Banu Nadir. There were other disbelievers. All of them, the Prophet ﷺ, he done contracts with them. Sah? There was not a group, there was not a people he did not do contracts with. He did contracts with the majority of them. And he never told any people to get rid of their leader. Except one man who he told, take this guy down. Because he said he's bakhil, stingy. How can he run? A man can control the people. If you look at Abdul Muttalib, what made Abdul Muttalib respected amongst Quraysh? He was a man who was nabil. A man who gave. You want to tell people to do something, you don't even do anything for them. You want to say, people, I'm calling the people to the haq. Huh? And you don't play a role in the people's day-to-day problems and their lives. Huh? This is what he used to do. He used to give. And Imam al-Bukhari, he said, كُنْتُ أَشْتَغِلُ I would work فِي كُلِّ شَهْرٍ خَمْسَةً every, He had a job, Bukhari. He said, I used to work. Every single month I used to get 500 dirham, 500 dirhams. فَأُنْفِقُهَا فِي الطَّلَبِ I would give it all for seeking knowledge وَعَلَىٰ أَهْلِ الطَّلَبِ And the people were seeking knowledge. I'll give it to them. Distribute it. You seeking knowledge? Come, come, go. You take this much. This is yours. I would give it to them. And then he said, وَمَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ خَيْرٌ وَأَبْقَىٰ And what is with Allah Azza wa Jalla is better. 
what is with Allah Azza wa Jalla is what? Is better. But Imam Bukhari, as we're going to see later, he was a person who wasn't even, he wasn't, he wasn't chubby. He was a very skinny individual. But, or he was closer to that. Another thing that Imam Bukhari, your brothers, that was unique about him, and I honestly say, may Allah give us all, me included, this is a characteristic that's missing from a lot of us. May Allah give us these characteristics, which is that backbiting. Bukhari was far from gossips and backbiting. Rahimahullah ta'ala. Look what he said about himself. He said, I never backbited anybody. When I came to know that backbiting harms the people. I never backbited. Look what Hafid ibn Hajar said, Rahimahullah ta'ala. Wallahi, Hafid ibn Hajar said that before him, Dahabi said that in Sayyid Alam al-Nubala. Right after. Because Imam al-Bukhari, who is he? He's from the scholars who speak about criticize people and praise people. Ma dalika look what Hafid ibn Hajar said. He said, Al-Bukhari. Al-Bukhari fi kalamihi anil rijali fi gayati tahari wa tawaki. Bukhari, when he spoke about people, he was diligent, careful of how he spoke about people. And look what he said, Bukhari, Hafid ibn Hajar. I don't know anyone who knows Bukhari more than Ibn Hajar. Ibn Hajar done tatabbu and istiqra. He followed up Bukhari to another level. Are you with me, brothers? He said, وَمَنْ تَأَمَّلَ كَلَامَهُ فِي الْجَرْحِ وَالتَّعْدِيلِ عَلِمَ وَرَعَهُ وَإِنْصَافَهُ فَإِنَّ أَكْثَرَ مَا يَقُولُ مُنْكَرُ الْحَدِيثِ سَكَتُ عَنُ فِيهِ نَظَرْ تَرَكُوهُ وَنَحْوُ هَذَا Bukhari, when he wants to criticize somebody, he will never clearly say he's a liar. He wouldn't say that. He will say, مُنْكَرُ الْحَدِيثِ The hadith is munkar. The hadith is what? Munkar. He would say, Sakatu anhu. The scholars were silent about him. Or he would say, Fihi nadar. There's a look to this individual. A second look needs to be given to him. Or he would say, Taraku. The scholars left him. Or he would say things like that. He would say things like that. He would never say, Fulanun kathabun. Ibn Hadis says, Waqalla an yaqula. Little did he say, Fulan's a liar. Majority of the times he would say, if a person was a liar, he would say, the scholars said he's a liar. He will attribute it to somebody else. All of this was what? Not and tawaqi. He will say, Fulanun, Ramahu Fulanun bil kadimi. So and so criticized him as being a liar. All of that was because he didn't want Rahimahullah Ta'ala to be a person who, who was like he was spoke about people's a'rad and people's honors and sat down and made it their gossip. I want to say, I want to mention this to you all. Write this down, note it down and place it in front of your eyes, brothers. This is vital. This will save you. This will help you. This is how you should be as a student of knowledge. Al-Hasib ibn Muhammad al-Samarqandi said, Kana Muhammad ibn Ismail makhsusan bi Bukhari was unique in three characteristics. Ma'roof, he was known for three things. Al-Hassan ibn Muhammad al-Samarqandiyu said this. Kana Muhammad ibn Ismail al-Bukhari, Imam al-Bukhari was makhsoosan, he was unique. Bithalati khisalim, three characteristics. They knew him for. Number one, Kana qalil al-kalami, he spoke little. 
Bukhari spoke little. That's one very important characteristics. Number two, وَكَانَ لَا يَطْمَعُ فِي مَا عِنْدَ النَّاسِ He will never have desires what was in the hands of the people. He left what was in the people's hands and he didn't look at it. As a student of knowledge, distance yourself from what others have. It destroys the deen and it destroys seeking knowledge. Distance yourself from what's in the hands of the people. Number three is وَكَانَ لَا يَشْتَغِلُ بِأُمُورِ النَّاسِ he will never busy himself with the affairs of the people. Bukhari will not, whatever people are talking about, Hayyah, Twitter, somebody's retweeting something, somebody's saying something, oh, jump onto it. I, I have to say something about this issue. Bukhari, he was never like that. The umur, the affairs and the issues that the people are talking about, and they are gossiping about, and it's shayat, spread, to throw your word in there so somehow you can be known through it. Bukhari would leave that. Number one was that he spoke little. Number one. It's Al-Hasan ibn Muhammad al-Samarqandiyu. Kana qalil al-kalami. Wa kana la yatma'u fi ma'inda al-nasi. Wa kana la yashtaghilu bi umuri al-nasi. He will never busy himself with the affairs of the people. That doesn't mean he wouldn't help the people. It means that what the people are dealing with and they're doing, he wouldn't make that his, his job. Okay? Bukhari rahimahullah ta'ala was an imam in the Arabic language. Was an imam in tasrif. Sarf, he was an imam in it. And he was very good at poetry. He wasn't just a scholar of hadith. One of the poetry that he said, rahimahullah ta'ala, is this. Ightanim fil faraghi fadla ruku'in. Allah, powerful advice in this poetry. He said, benefit from the free time that you have by coming with ruku', meaning praying salah. Two minutes, you're sitting, you're not doing anything. Stand up, do wudu', just pray. 